for his steadfast love endures forever. And from the Gospel of Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 1 to 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a cold with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this. The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. This morning, we come together on this special day to remember Jesus, the Messiah. And on a day like today, Jesus came into Jerusalem. And it was an interesting turn of events that day. As Jesus came into Jerusalem, he asked his disciples to go and get a colt, right? And the donkey. And get them ready to come on in. Because part of coming on in on this donkey and with this colt, that was, this is how the, the Messiah was going to enter Jerusalem. And people could look at scripture and see the people who proclaimed to be the Messiah before and save the people in a kingly way come in similarly. And so when they saw Jesus coming in on that donkey, they spread these palm branches, right, on the ground. And they threw their cloaks down. And as they did... Dear Teddy Roosevelt said to walk up and carry the stick. I got my answer. They threw their palm branches down. Have you ever been to seen on TV the red carpet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like the red carpet. <laughs> they make a red carpet for Jesus, right? And they not only did that, is they put their cloaks on the ground. Now, if you were poor, how many would you want to have your cloak put on the ground for a donkey to walk over? You know what donkeys do, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Do you think there was any of that donkey stuff on your cloak after it was on the ground? Oh, Lord have mercy. That's right. And there was this path for Jesus. And they were in the crowd. 
were shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They grab these branches off the tree and cut them down so they can wave and bring in the coming of the Lord their God. Right? They put their cloaks down on the road for Jesus, colt, and donkey to walk on as it made its way to the temple, through Jerusalem. They were cheering. They were carrying on. They were excited. Now, we remember as Jesus was making his way, right? He ended towards Jerusalem. Um, the people, they, he knew that people weren't always on his side, right? He knew that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were plotting against him. He knew that him going into Jerusalem could mean his death. Should knew it would mean his death. And the disciples weren't dumb people, were they? They knew that Jerusalem might not be the best place to be. But what happened? He went in. And as he came in, these people were waving the branches. And getting on board, because this is not just any guy, is it? He healed people they knew. He taught them, right? He guided them. He told them about the kingdom of God. He preached in a way that was one with authority, right? He wasn't just any guy, right? He wasn't just any man. He was Jesus, the one that he saw him as different than anyone before. And so they were there, and they were proclaiming as he was coming in, that he was going to be the one that was going to change things for them. He was going to be the one that would make things right. But like so many of us, what some people assume we're about isn't always what we're about. They thought the Messiah would come possibly with sword lifted to turn the, the tides of power back to the Jewish people. To get him out of authority by Rome and get it back with them. To have their country back, so to speak. To have control back about what happens in their lives and and it be peaceful and good again. And they've been waiting and waiting and but the problem is sometimes people don't wait as peacefully as we think they no, should. They, don't. they sure don't. There's this man, Judas, that we hear about later on, that wanted to pressure Jesus into doing things his way. At the Last Supper, we hear about him making a pact with the Jewish authorities to to identify Jesus and to help him get arrested. 
and that was one of his own. And so we know that when Christ, we know that when Christ came into Jerusalem that day, he knew he was going towards his death. He knew what was coming. And as I think about Christ coming in that day, and even calling the disciples to go get that donkey and that colt, I, I wonder how surreal it must have felt. Because he knew what was coming. And he knew the people were going to be cheering. And that he wasn't what they wanted. And he knew that they would call for his death very soon. And turn from his, the Alleluia's would turn to crucify him. Within days. We know in Hollywood they, they're fickle pretty quickly. Well, in Jerusalem, I think the same is true. And so, this day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem and the crowds were cheering and shouting, Hallelujah, Hosanna, Hallelujah. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That in the same time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were upset that the crowd seemed to be getting out of control. And they asked Jesus to tell them to quiet down. And the response from Jesus was, If these are quiet, even the stones will shout out. Amen. Even the stones will shout out. This movement, this celebration, what I, what Christ brought into the world, cannot be extinguished by just telling them to be quiet. It can't be extinguished by the arrest of Jesus. It can't be extinguished by the death of Jesus. Because the resurrection is coming. Today is a special day because we get to remember this special time of Jesus proclaiming his Messiahhood as he came into the town. As he came into town. <laughs> now, if you came into town on a donkey proclaiming you're the Messiah, it, those are moments where you expect people to not be always on your side, right? They would look and they've seen how the Messiahs came before and they would have been worried. They would have been uncertain about what he was going to do. And we can see why the Jewish authorities would have had an issue. But that wasn't the kind of Messiah Jesus is, is it? He came humble, riding on a donkey. He came to serve and not be served. He came to teach about the kingdom of God and what God really wants of God's people. He came to turn people's hearts back to what God seeks for each one of us. Instead of just going through the motions. He came to prepare us for what's coming next. And most importantly, he came to prepare the disciples to go on after he had risen. To go on in preaching and teaching and proclaiming and telling others about this Jesus, the Messiah. 
who's not bound by sin and death. Now, they didn't understand it at the time. They would keep getting close to it, but not getting there. They, would, they got to where they believed in Jesus as the Messiah, but they didn't really understand what that Messiahship meant. They, they got that they heard Jesus say that, you know, that he would die, he would suffer and die, but not you, Lord. Not you, Lord. And then when it happened, what do we do? How is life different? Never really understanding what was coming next. We have the benefit of being able to look backwards on the resurrection. Because when we hear the story, we hear the whole story. What would it be like if you just had been following a guy around as your teacher and your Lord for three years, and everybody's out to get him, and then he goes into Jerusalem where you know there's really some people out to get him, and then he gets arrested, and he gets hangs on a cross, and it feels like the whole ministry has fallen apart. What do you do? I think just so we would be in the same boat, and I think... After three years of following this guy around, can I go back to my net? Can I go back to my old occupation? Can I go back to the person I was before? Because I'm not that person anymore. What does this mean for us? Holy Week is a reminder of how Jesus changes lives. A reminder of what that last week meant to each one of us. And if we just go from Palm Sunday and our Hosannas to Easter Sunday and our Alleluias, we miss a great portion in the middle. So I ask you, how are you going to celebrate and remember Jesus last week? Will you spend extra time in prayer and reflection Will you attend services? Will you take time aside and have moments of contemplation? This week, the Ministerial Fellowship is is worshiping Monday through Thursday in the evening at 7 o'clock. My preference is for you all to come to services here at 6.30 on Monday, Thursday, but to join the fellowship on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then um, on Good Friday, they have a day service. I think it's like 11, 11, 11, 11.30 to like 1, 1 1.30, and then we have our 7 o'clock. And what's special about that is it's a a week of worship with the community, of hearing other preachers, of praying together, of remembering together and being the body of Christ together. Maybe that's just like it was in the upper room when the disciples gathered because they were there to support each other when they didn't know what was coming next. And since we don't always have the answers either, it's good to join with others to pray for one another and to lift each other up. This week... I hear Slows is opening. They have their they have a couple soft opens on Thursday and Thursday and Friday. 
and they are supposed to be opening, I think, Tuesday. I have to check the Facebook page. And I think Mondays are usually closed, but some of my pastor friends, especially Pastor Jackson, has been saying for the longest time, when slow's opening up? When is slow's coming? When can we go and eat at slow's? Having chances to fellowship and to celebrate and to remember, it's right next to the strand. Is is a great time of celebration. And sometimes I think that Pontiac has been waiting for for slows like many of Jesus' followers were waiting for Jesus. Where the Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah. Slows isn't the Messiah. No. Just to let you know. But there's things we celebrate and enjoy together. Some is the coming of Jesus Christ. Others it's really good barbecue. But in either case, we have time to celebrate and share and be together and pass out love and peace and justice to one another and to be a body of Christ, a community together. So when we're eating at so many of the, the new restaurants in Pontiac, by the way, the Fillmore Brewery is a good place to eat. Um, and we have others coming in. Please think about how God is connecting us with our community. How God is calling us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. How God has put us on the same path with so many others in loving and serving the Lord. Today is our day to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But our scripture that I just read about Jesus You know the one about how Jesus was coming into Jerusalem and people were waving palms and they identified Jesus as the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. It then says in verse 12 of the 21st chapter of Matthew, Then Jesus entered the temple and he drove out all who were selling and buying in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but not, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he cured them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the amazing things that he did and heard the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they became angry and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have prepared praise for yourself? He left them, went out into the city of Bethany, and spent the night there. This Jesus who came in riding on that donkey, on that colt, when he saw the, the money changers in the temple, turned over those tables, cleaned up hops, got things ready. 
and turn the people to turn to the children who understood in a simple way what God is about. May we have the courage to do what God needs us to do in this world. Sometimes it's standing up and praising the Lord. Sometimes it's going out to eat together and celebrating and praying and caring for each other. But sometimes it's speaking with action and justice and saying when something is not right and making a change. Isn't that what Jesus did by turning those tables over? Reminding folks that it wasn't in the will of God. And we have that kind of courage in our daily walk each and every day. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for being here in our midst and for showing us your abiding love. We thank you for sending Jesus Christ to each one of us and to show and for showing us what it means to have a Messiah and a Lord. We ask you, Lord, to be with us in all these moments. And to continue to lead us in your way, in your peace, and your justice. Lord, prepare our hearts as we enter Holy Week to keep our minds centered on you and on your will. Keep us with hearts willing for, to move for action, lives willing to follow your will, and hearts that are indeed focused on your abiding love and peace and justice. May you encourage us this day in your will and in your way. And yet, Lord, there are so many in our lives that greatly need your healing touch. And we vocally lift them up to you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask you to heal us Heal those we have mentioned. Heal those we haven't mentioned. Heal those on our hearts. Heal those we haven't thought of. Heal those in our community and heal those in our world, in body, in mind, in spirit, and in circumstance. And we ask you, Lord, to be there, for you are that great healer, author of salvation, and giver of all truth. The work through the doctors and the nurses and the techs. And for you to be the one that gives them a clear understanding of all that needs to happen to renew us, bring us to renewed health. We also ask you, Lord, to work in the lives of our, of our leaders, political and spiritual, and for your glory in our, in our city, our country, and our world. And we ask you, Lord, to give them a clear understanding of what needs to happen by your will. And may all that you seek happen in this world. We also ask you, Lord, to bind up all those things that you do not seek. So indeed, we all may work for your glory. We ask all these things as we pray the Lord's Prayer together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and 